I don't know, just the history of SNL. I feel like we've talked about it a lot, but it's like, you we, know, we these have. people <laughs> can be really funny, but it's just, there's a lot of bureaucracy and there's a lot of like other people's there's voices. There's a lot of what? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Borat Christie. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. It's going to be fantastic. What did you guys talk about yesterday? Uh, primarily horror. Um, yeah, just, we talked- so just, just reality and like the economy and. Yeah, waking up every uh, day. Climate and- change and uh, the prospective future. It's mm-hmm. like that uh, Jodeci song of every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling fucking terrified. <laughs> that's a Jodeci song. Uh, it's uh, it's the every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. I can get you out of my mind. <laughs> what is the real song? That that's the that's the real song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Oddly enough, um, I'd forgotten about that song's existence until. Someone pointed out to me that they use it in the end credits for that anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where it has mm. nothing to do with any of the show. Like the show is not like sexy or anything like that. Well, probably not. So JoJo though. doesn't wake up horny. I, I guess you know after a horrible, horrific battle where you know friends of theirs have been uh, killed against uh, another evil villain, primarily named after a band. And then the end credits go into every time I close my eyes. <laughs> it is like the creator of the show must have the strangest taste. Um, Cause one season ended with um, uh, walk like an Egyptian. And mm. the first two seasons ended with uh, roundabout by yes. So mm-hmm. that was pretty fucking cool. Um, that's that show. Was it, it, though? Uh, it was kind of fitting. Um, was it? Yeah, it kind of was, was it? it was uh, cool. I don't know anything about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't know why uh, the adventure I know we, is bizarre. I know we, I don't I know know we talked named... about uh, anime already on this show, but which, uh, not, which so is why we should again. never talk about Let's it again. Never discuss it again. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> may we discuss this already? But it's just simply it's the only part of anime you have to answer this question. Whenever you all liked anime as a kid. Which did I you didn't. feel like you could be I mean, open I, about liking it, or did you kind of like have certain friends? I've, I've said told? before, I never, I never watched anime as a kid. I've, I still have yet to. The only anime I've ever watched is Street Fighter Two. <laughs> That's not a, that wasn't a bit or a joke. I don't yeah. know anything about anime except for Naruto memes and Dragon Naruto. Ball Z memes. When I was a kid, the only popular animes were all just like blood and titties. So it's like if you watch that, it's not you weren't a nerd. You okay, know? if there was an anime called Blood and Titties, I would have watched that as a kid. <laughs> so that, so that basically, drawn Ninja me Scroll. Watch that one. Yeah, yeah. So basically, that would be uh, Legend of the Overfiend. Yeah. Um, or okay. Tsubidoji. This is, or, this or, is what I didn't want. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just did you feel like you had to kind of like. Oh, censor yourself? Yes. I, I didn't yeah. want to say like closeted because it's like, <laughs> but it's like, did you feel like you had to like hide from people that you liked anime as a kid? Co- coming out I of the know. anime closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is a fucking episode title if I ever heard one. 
Yeah, I um, know there's this big backlash because like Dave Chappelle talked about people that like anime on his new special. Does <laughs> he <laughs> really? Oh god, no. Ryan, oh, god damn it. piece of shit! <laughs> oh my never god! Know. Oh yeah. my god! Oh my fucking! It's god. not his fault. Dumb joke. <laughs> right? On. No, it is his fault. No, mm, it's hilarious that, that he just fell for it. He's got a sh- oh, fucking no. huge, huge grin on his face. But the sincerity with which Ryan just sounded crestfallen when Vic said that <laughs> is the funniest fucking thing that's ever happened on this podcast. Uh, Ooh, that's that's a oh new word to add to my god. vocabulary. Mm. Yeah, um, Crestfallen is an anime that you should check out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say this much about when I first got into anime. Um, I, I will not. We will make this quick. Um, I had no friends. <gasps> I had have. no friends. I had no friends uh, who were into it, and I think it's because uh, they were like, "This shit looks fucking lame." Uh, it, it is like. It was like, although oddly enough, they all loved the Pokemon anime, and that I was like, "That's an anime." And they're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, it, y- "Yeah, it is." Like, <laughs> um, just that I'm imagining eleven year old Ryan having this conversation. Guys, we we need to talk, okay? Yeah, like, you, I, I think- you you y'all are into anime too. You just don't know it, and I'm trying to stop. <laughs> like you you like have like a sleepover at your house, but then you like you reveal that it's an intervention. I think, like, mainly I just, I wanted to see if it was just me or if it was, like, people around my age group. Because I was talking to someone that was, like, young, a little bit younger than me. And, like, their joy of anime and their just, like, openness about it, you know. And I I get, like, as a society, like, we're, everyone's there. But there was a point where it was, like, it was, like, every cartoon kind of felt like an anime. It was, like... You know, gorillas kind of had it in their animation and stuff like that. But it was like, oh yeah, before that, it wasn't like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it became cool. And but that was like past a point for me. The influence crept into Western culture and Western animation uh, faster than people probably realize. That Teen Titans cartoon that was on in the early two thousands. That's a that is so clearly influenced by Japanese animation. It is like not even fucking subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we should go and talk about another subject uh, that is related to people who probably lost their virginity uh, past. Uh, yeah, my alarm was going off. I, I set a timer for how long we're allowed to talk about well, this. I, and it went off. I was just going to say the the only thing I will say is that I remember in high school. Beep, 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 beep. The, <laughs> sorry, sorry the, it's a thing. Beep, beep. The, there were two groups of people that liked anime. The most annoying fuckers in our class. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the black dudes who were open about it and like openly loved anime and would talk about it and shit. And so it like struck this thing with me. I was like, well, they're all right. They, they're not annoying as hell as, as these like uh, uh, other nerdy dudes that hang out on the bus ramp and, uh, and, and are in ROTC and shit. So like, I didn't <laughs> know what to do with that information because it was like yeah. such, it was like such a uh, uh, two groups of people that I didn't see like, you know, uh, socially interact very much, both express their love for anime. So that was just kind of a, a unique thing. Okay, no, no, no. That was the final word. No, Ryan, Ryan's got his finger. No, no, no. Don't, don't you do it. Don't this you, is don't, useful. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> Better fucking be useful. <laughs> this because is useful. One of the, 
one of the things that got me out of talking to a lot of anime kids, especially in like my 20s, was that a lot of the newer generation were finding out about it on sites like 4chan. Mm. And uh, that was a big stomping ground for like the kids who were like, like yeah, that, like, that and white supremacy Whoa. goes hand in hand pretty well. So. <laughs> You'd be shocked about how many like legit, like sketchy fucking dudes like are huge anime fanatics, but then talk shit about Asian culture. I and would be, su- oh, I'm sorry. Did you say I would be surprised? <laughs> uh, like I would be shocked to learn that because I have news for you, buddy. I'm not shocked to learn that at all. <laughs> mm. Well, let's all keep right. going. Welcome to Joe Center. <laughs> Um, I got a question for you guys. What is the coolest song in your opinion? And when I say cool, I don't mean like badass. I don't mean like tough. I don't mean hard. I mean, just has the vibe of cool. And I know this is like, this is obviously subjective. So I'm not, I'm not here to argue. I'm just trying to like, I'll give you my example. Moving in stereo by the cars is the coolest fucking song that is a cool song like it is and and when i say cool i don't mean like yeah like like the way you would hear i don't know like uh ace of spades by motorhead and say that's a cool song yes it is a cool song the vibe of that is not cool like yeah that song has like this kind of like chill like kind of slow beat to it exactly that sounds cool as fuck yeah like when you hear that song you imagine the coolest fucking dude you've ever seen like you know like this is a hardest hard as fuck question but it is it is the first thing that pops into my mind is the two um the two songs from the heavy metal soundtrack that are done by Donald Fagan? from the yeah no <laughs> Steely Dan no it's he's from Josh. the fucking uh, duck he's he's from the Eagles <laughs> oh <laughs> Don Felder uh, Don Felder so he does the heavy metal song the that super song chill is fucking, that song is fucking legit it's so good wait wait and, Don you talking about Don Henley Don Felder okay Don Felder. Yeah. Yeah, and so he does the heavy metal song, not the, uh, why can't I think of anybody's name Sammy, today? Sammy not Hagar. the Sammy Hagar one, the other one, the one that's super chill, was like, heavy metal. Yeah, which they made great use of that uh, on South Park when they had the episode, which was yes. a Yes, they there. also, this is my main point, they also, in that South Park episode, used the other Don Felder song that's on that soundtrack that might be just the most badass song of all time and it's oh, called all all of you oh okay. that one's good too i thought you're about it, to say uh it was like so i thought you're about to say uh that song like radar rider or whatever it is like the oh, i don't know that the, one. like the one it's like i strongly <laughs> encourage anybody who wants to hear was that jesse ventura uh playing guitar there <laughs> Uh, All right, so so if you want to hear a badass fucking song, listen to Don Felder's "All of You" from the heavy metal soundtrack. It's the fucking coolest shit in the world, and that elicits that elicits cool fucking vibes. It's chill. It's like slow and it's mellow, and it's like kind of like nasty. You know, nice, nice. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about when I when I think of like cool songs. Josh, do you have a nominee for this? Uh, for some reason, the thing that pops in my mind is the second half of The Chain by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool as shit. 
Yeah. Like when it picks up and starts yeah. to get like when intense. Yeah, it starts with that bass part. Sure, sure. And then Lindsey Buckingham plays the one-note solo. This for like, yeah. <laughs> all it means. It's all it means. Apologies to anybody listening with headphones to this episode. <laughs> no, don't apologize to them. Fuck every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they did. Yeah, they knew what they did. Um, uh, I would say, I, I would say probably a couple. I would say um, uh, the main theme to the Terminator. The uh, Guns and Roses. <laughs> oh. That song is cool. You could be mine. <laughs> I think that song is actually pretty rad. It is cool, actually. Yeah. Um, and the other but one. Now, what's, actually, the, what's the main Terminator theme? I don't know that one. The uh, one, uh, Brad Felder song. Brad uh, Felder, Don's brother. Don's son. Yeah, I, I don't know. I got his name. It's I'm close. Um, the da, 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 that. Yeah. Oh no, I know what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Just the main theme. Yeah. 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 That's that's the most badass song I could think of. Because you just oh. like, you can put that in again, again, and just again. stop and listen. Not I didn't ask, I didn't ask what, <laughs> what song is the most badass to you. I asked what song <laughs> the is cool, yeah. the yeah. coolest. And okay. like, and, and that I feel like that's a completely different vibe because you can have like badass, like up tempo, like, you know, like Guns N' Roses has a lot of badass songs, but they don't elicit the same vibe as like moving in stereo, which I feel like is like a quintessential, like the, the, the vocals are like are kind of subdued but the melody is like super intriguing it's simple it's not over complicated it just elicits cool as fuck it also doesn't hurt that like phoebe cates takes her top off in a movie uh which but also that so just Terminator makes that theme? that uh that uh makes that song that much cooler because like <laughs> as you're listening to it you're like yeah chicks undressed <laughs> to this song <laughs> you know like chicks get naked to this shit <laughs> um i don't know if maybe this is too up tempo but running down a dream by tom petty that is a cool Ooh, song that's a that is a very cool song that yes. might be my favorite tom petty song i mm. mine too yep i'm right there with you uh there was one time me and antonio were in the grocery store and like some Cars song played, and he was like, "Daddy, who's this?" I was like, "It's the Cars." He was like, "Well, I like that movie. We should listen to some more, <laughs> some more Cars, you know." And I was like, "Well, the Cars are cool as shit." So we just spent a whole day like listening to the Cars all day, and I was like, "Man, the Cars fucking rule." The Cars are so fucking and, good. And man. when it got to like, we had listened to like hours before we got to that moving in stereo song, and I was like, "God damn, this song is good." It's so fucking cool, and it, <laughs> David Bowie uh, is on it as well. Like he is the one doing lyrics on it. Did he ask couples. you which one was Lightning McQueen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's Mater? Rick, Rick Ocasek would be Lightning, right? Or <laughs> well, can you yeah. name another and then, person from the Cars? I don't know anyone uh, else. Uh, Rick Ocasek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, episode title! I I think that might be. I've never heard that joke before. That's so stupid and good. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> oh man, um, Don Henley. Speaking of like another Eagles member, uh, Dirty Laundry and uh, oh yeah, that's really good. Those shoes mm, are fucking cool ass song. Uh, where where are you going wearing those shoes? You, you you I'm sure you've heard that before. Oh yeah, like, 
You know, that also reminds me, talk about second half of a song. The second half of Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Yeah. I mean, the whole song's good, but the second half, when, like, the backup singers start coming in, the show for me, that shit's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, like, it takes on this almost, like, gospel feel, like yeah. a, like a, a church experience. That is a, man, that's a good music topic, and, actually. And the horns in the background are in that are fucking badass, too. I would love to hear our patrons and talk about this. You would love to hear what? Our patrons talk about this. Well, why don't they start their own podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if we uh, talk down to them enough, maybe they will. I was about to say, this is going to be our We Hate Our Audience episode. <laughs> we oh. do not hate our audience. <laughs> I'm just, Ryan said he wants to hear the patrons talk about it, so they have to record themselves talking about it so Ryan can listen. Um, second halves of songs, like famously, Hey Jude is one. Uh, like the second half of a song, nah, yeah, nah, that's so nah, re- that's cool, nah, nah, but it's like so repetitive. It goes on for yeah, yeah, ever. it is. But it it like I don't know. It like he he gets like more intense with the vocals and stuff. Freebird is oh, like course, obviously yeah. it's oh. like two separate songs. Um, the end of Freebird is like one of the coolest things. Of, like even if you don't like Skinnerd, it's an undeniably really fucking cool end of a song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Stairway to Heaven uh, has like course, a completely yeah. different vibe. Uh, the second half of the song. I love uh, Still Loving You by the Scorpions. The whole goddamn song yeah. is just a build up and build up and build up to like the last one minute where it's just still loving you. <laughs> like over and over again, and then guitar solos and shit. It's fucking uh, good. As famously, well. Layla. Obviously, like yeah, it's a completely yeah. different song at the end. Um, man, we should make like a we should make a playlist. Some of these topics we should actually make like a Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> yeah, we also uh, have like, to do the uh, badass intros into kind of lame songs. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. We, okay, Josh, can you take these notes? Or actually, Ryan, you don't do anything. Take these notes. <laughs> yeah, I had it in an episode yesterday. I can... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Ryan. Ryan consumes enough culture uh, and like pop culture for all uh, five of us combined, and like he can actually talk on shit that I don't think anybody else can. Actually, so my topic you do was your part, buddy. My topic uh, for the week actually was sort of related to this. So I didn't ask um, you if you had a topic yet. So damn. Wow. Just joking. Go ahead. Oh, so, oh, don't don't give me that serious look. <laughs> Shut up. All right. What's your Ryan? Welcome so, to George Center. What's your topic for the week? So my uh, topic for the week, because I couldn't think of anything useful, I decided (laughs) to, this is related to the cool song thing. You have to pick one of the two, but you think it's a better song. Okay. No Diggity or Return of the Mac. Oh, No Diggity all all day. Wait, so how does Return of the Mac go? Return of the Mac. Oh, Oh, yeah. No no Diggity, hands down, for sure. Yeah. Mm. Do we No Diggity? Doomed. Boom, doom, doom, Damn, I am outnumbered doom. here. <laughs> you are. Oh, you would go with Return of the Mac. Uh, I guess depending on the day. Um, so, <laughs> like at my job, we're all play, PC guys. <laughs> so at my job, <laughs> um, they they play No Diggity on the radio uh, pretty frequently at one of my jobs, but they cut out all of the rap, which is what? really weird. Like Doc- it's, it's Dr. Dre's verse. They cut out Dr. Dre's. They cut out the girl toward like towards the middle, um, and it just sounds. It sound. I mean, obviously it's incomplete, but it it lacks the oomph 
that the whole song has. If you know I would I mean. assume so. Yeah, for sure. It's just it's just nothing because it it set up so Why is well. That funny. What am I missing here? I just I, I love I love that we're getting this. <laughs> I mean, le- legitimately, this in-depth this- and a nuanced <laughs> take on the radio edit. Hey, no, no I get this. I like, I like the hand, the hand that you're making right now. It's, it's just because that song is a goddamn fine piece of accoutrement, if you ask it me. Is, but Ryan, Ryan, there's a a certain je ne sais quoi that's missing <laughs> I mean, from no dignity. When that's we how don't I feel about that Dr. song. That song is fucking um, fine cuisine. Oh, if you no, ask me. it is. I it's I love Blackstreet. Um, uh, anyway, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt your critique. I just I love I love it so much. It it segues so perfectly into the uh, you know the singing portion of the song, and it's so when it just the song begins again, it just sounds like you forgot the lyrics at karaoke. <laughs> and then you just jump in like, oh shit, uh, Jody get down. <laughs> yeah, you know it's got to be especially jarring, especially for a song that that is that fucking good, and you're expecting one part to come up and it skips that part. Like that's got to be jarring as fuck. I think the only, yeah, that's a good point. That's I think the point. only rap that gets played on that radio station that we have on is like either Rapper's Delight or uh, Rapture. <laughs> oh, cool. So it's a boomer <laughs> rap station, pretty much. Well, at okay. least they have the first rap song ever, you know. Yes. The, uh, they play Blondie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> uh, "Don't Leave Me" by Blackstreet is an incredible song. So good. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that one. I don't um, remember that one. Did any don't country artist me, cover it? Please stay with me too. <laughs> Do you know That's, that one? That sounds like something a country artist would cover. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm sure uh Tim Ooh. McGraw covered it in like John Michael thing. Montgomery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um Ooh. Oh, uh, actually I also just thought of this. No diggity versus pony. Ooh, fuck. Are you talking about Deftones? <laughs> yeah, the whole album versus the song. I would yeah. still pick No Diggity. Oh, 100%. 100%. Uh genuine pony. Oh, I don't know that one. You don't Uh-oh. know? Oh, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, you, I, oh, I, I do? Okay. you probably just don't know it by that name. Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, riding my pony, no saddle. Nope. You, wait, what? We're going to send <laughs> it to you. I think you probably know it, but... I like it. You're going to send it to me. What year do you think it is? I could just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Google it right now. Yeah, yeah just mail it to me. It's such. It's like the quintessential '90s R&B song. It's the oh, yeah. horniest fucking thing ever. And that it's would be about... another good playlist. Quintessential horny '90s R&B. Oh yes. <laughs> like, All right, Ryan. Fucking... Write that down. Write that down. Make a list. I'm serious. <laughs> oh, until, I'm I, until, I, until I see your he's hand just, with a pencil. Yeah, he's not oh, even I'm, writing anything. He's just it. rubbing. Uh, he's just rubbing barbecue <laughs> sauce onto Bill's. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> On the Bill's what? Oh, yeah. Who is Bill? <laughs> is that his neighbor that's noisy upstairs? <laughs> Ryan's killed him and has him just off camera and is rubbing barbecue sauce on him. Yeah, so I, I would like to make a plea to our listeners. Help us put together the best 90s hor- horny R&B, no R. Kelly allowed. 
Oh, yes, oh, yes, ooh. yes, yes, um, absolutely. Can he somehow be featured? Because I feel like if we, it's like, <laughs> it's like if he's not. Well, Josh is already pleading to him. No, 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 no. Josh fine. is already. I'm fine with it, but if it's like. in the back door. No, I mean, I'm fine with cutting, but it's like, there's like so many things he guessed it on and it's like, and like helped make, it's like kind of If he's a guest, that's okay. Okay. Well, I just wrote down, I wrote down, I wrote down on my phone, uh, ask about quintessential 90s horny songs. And then right underneath that, I wrote, I hate this fucking gig. <laughs> I, I, I hope when you die, it, your phone is like open to that screen, and that's the only clue the investigators have to go on. <laughs> Quintessential '90s horny R&B. Uh, Drew Hill has got to be on there. Um, Drew Hill, uh, Jagged uh, Jod- Edge, Jodeci, Jodeci, Casey and JoJo has got Kirk to be Franklin. on there. Kirk, Kirk Franklin, shut up. <laughs> Christian gospel superstar Kirk Franklin. Yeah, horny for uh, Jesus. Who had the song uh, Slow Motion? Wasn't that a pretty horny song? Um, uh, I don't know. The Slow Motion for Me. Slow Motion for Me. Does anyone remember that fucking no, song? No, keep going. Keep singing it. No, I don't remember <laughs> anything else. <laughs> um, Usher, right? Ooh, oh, yeah. Usher's yeah, going to be Usher. on there. Uh, 112. Peaches and cream have to so, be on there. So we have to also prove her not sexist and maybe throw on something like Little Kim. Yeah, she, but she wasn't, wasn't R&B, but she though. Wasn't R&B, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Lauren Hill was good, but she didn't have any like "Let's Fuck" songs though. Um, <laughs> did she? Uh, what am I? Oh my god! I can't Man, you know what? This is why oh, I would put and, it on. And Vogue, and Vogue. Oh, oh should yeah. definitely yeah. be on there. Oh, um, uh, Salt and Pepper, what a man! Oh yeah, she, but they, but they're again like that's more rap. Like they yeah. were they were a girl rap group. They weren't they weren't R and B. But yeah, it was having like smooth. But it was Salt and Pepper with En Vogue. So I'm like, can we count that? Oh, maybe it's still more Possibly. upbeat. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's not. Yeah. It I have, mean, like the mellow R and B. The plot of it really has to remain like horny R and B. So it's like I think like. I mean, there's like a argument to be made. Like, if we're slightly serious for a second, it probably was not seen. Like, it probably wasn't as common for women to write like have overtly horny songs. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, it I think like yeah. whenever that happens, even recently, um, it's like people are like, "Ew, what's this?" You know. But it's like a <laughs> dude could do it all day. I mean, that's. Yeah. I think we've talked about that. Yeah, you know? and I think society has proven that. Yeah. So far beyond a reasonable time. Well, yeah, and then, yeah, like, we're talking a, about a, the '90s. A song yeah, like right. uh, like WAP comes out, and Ben yeah. Shapiro has a fucking meltdown on his show <laughs> exactly. about it. So, exactly. so e- extra points to our listeners if you can give us a list of really solid horny '90s R&B songs written by women. Yeah, please have do. You, Would love. Have to you hear. seen Have you seen the video for a uh, thought shit oh. by Megan Thee Stallion? Ha- by what? By Megan Thee Stallion, the song uh, "Thought Shit." The video for that is like a total. Uh, Diss on like Ben Shapiro and the like. Oh, oh shit. is it really? Awesome. No, but it's, it's, it, it is so fucking funny. That's like awesome. it is so good. Oh, the uh, I, I for I would be remiss if I didn't mention Tony fucking Braxton. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony, oh. Tony Braxton in the '90s. Do you want to talk about horny R and B songs? Hell yeah, that, yes. that, that fits. Yeah. That definitely fits. Uh, Absolutely. Sorry for the disrespect, Miss yeah. Braxton. Yeah. And <laughs> Janet really... Jackson. Uh, Janet oh, yeah. Jackson uh, had some horny ass. Yeah, we're just uh, idiots 90s. that didn't think of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, like we're we're is just taking me a moment to get my brain. But going I, I this think morning. though they do kind of have to like skirt the line a little bit more than like like Pony, would, you know, like Genuine would have and stuff. But still, like those those are great. Um, so please help us in that department. 
for sure. I think um, maybe Paula Abdul had some horny 90s songs. What she might have been late 80s, though. What was the it's, one where she was dancing with the cartoon cat? That's that uh, per- opposite to track. Yeah, opposite that's American track. Idol. Yeah. Is that like. <laughs> that, you're thinking of the masked singer. Is <laughs> that like. Was that like proto bestiality? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's the end no, of the No, it wasn't topic. proto-bestiality. People banged animals way before that video. Yeah. <laughs> and true. after, during, that's probably, true. too. Uh, oh, oh uh, Aaliyah, uh, Mary oh, J. Oh, Lodge, shit, yeah. TLC. Oh, of course, TLC the, is yeah, the best. Yeah, TLC, uh, like, they, they were uh, queens. But did they have of, any, like, horny songs, Oh, oh yeah, they, like, they danced with, like, condoms hanging off of, yeah, their, of course. like, their, their outfits and stuff. Creep. Uh, Red so Light, I, Red Light, Red Light Special is one of the horniest songs ever. Oh, yeah, um, but Creep is like, let's not fuck. Like, I'm not into you. you yeah, know? that's an abstinence song. Is well, it? No, it's not an abstinence <laughs> <No>. song. <laughs> uh, creep... TLC. Let's look up the lyrics. <laughs> we're going okay, deep we're getting into this, huh? I mean, on, I don't know on. what's wrong with dancing with condoms on your belt. Like, I do that shit all the time. But... No one said anything was wrong with it. Yeah. They're used, though. Yeah, I guess, <laughs> okay, I guess it's, it's, it's more about cheating. Yeah, I forgot, like, what the lyrics are to Creep. When uh, I was a kid, the song That's the Way Love Goes, um, so during Arbor Day... Uh, Will, did you go to Bellamy? Bill Bellamy? No, I did not. Okay. Bill Bellamy? Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bellamy had some horny R&B songs. Okay. Too. So um, there, instead of That's the Way Love Goes, we remade it into That's the Way a Tree Grows. And then the <laughs> chorus of it was Arbor Day. R, R, Arbor Day. That's the way a tree grows. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. So, so oh, I don't. Man. So I don't know if y'all um, saw this or not. I sent this in the group chat, uh, at least the Twitter one, um, where speaking of you know horny songs, uh, Kids Bop put out a cover of uh, Montero by Little Nas X, <laughs> with like none of the lyrics changed. I'm like, it's a Kids Bop cover of a song about like you know you know same sex you know affairs. I was like, this is. So fucking. They didn't. They didn't change any of the. Usually, they change something in the lyrics, don't they? Uh, I I saw enough of it online to be like, I don't think they did. Hmm. But it I'm was so. Think of, I'm trying to think of the lyrics. Like, is the song? Is it? Is it explicit? Um. Actually, no. It wasn't Montero. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um. Well, I mean, the whole thing is is a reference to the uh the book and movie call me by your name which was about a um and if a yeah but that's not necessarily explicit though I, I don't know if a kid would pick up on that i mean i think it'd be easy for like a parent or they'd know the context but like if you're just singing the song outside of the context of little nas x i don't know if it really tells you anything i think it's it becomes explicit because of like imagery and the, the author's the author's intent yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. explicit in quotes um but like yeah, like I think that it just probably would be. Just goes to show you, Lil Nas X is for the children. He is. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, that's why you think his name's Lil. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's a there's this uh, weird thing where like the sort the the artists themselves 
becomes the explicit part of a song to like to to parents sometimes so like uh old town road is just this fun cowboy song and then the moment that the artist comes out as like a a gay man then suddenly like it's an inappropriate song for parents to play around their kids for and i'm not obviously this doesn't go for every parent but you, you know what i'm saying like like the the again kind of what josh was hinting at the author's intent um makes a song explicit to people like there's there's lots of examples where um uh songs get played in certain contexts like uh, for instance this is a kind of a uh apples to oranges comparison but dave matthews band crash gets played uh at weddings all the time and the song <laughs> is about a stalker Right. Like it's an it's a wholly inappropriate song to play at a wedding, but people like the melody and don't know what the author's intent was. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, that would be a great playlist to um, songs that get misconstrued yeah, all right. the time. <laughs> like uh, uh, inappro uh, Inappropriate wedding songs. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, Butterfly Kisses. Uh, put that one at the top. That yeah, shit creeps that me is. out whenever it gets played. Mm. Um, I think though that parents and Charlie Kirk are, bo are both scared of sexual anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> what is sexual anarchy? Josh? That's the band that I just started just now. <laughs> Did y'all see that video with him uh, saying no. that? Oh, uh, is that is that where that comes from? Yeah. So he okay. said that he said that liberals want sexual anarchy. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah, we do. Which sounds really cool. And the, and sexual anarchy is like like Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog being yeah. a couple. Yeah, okay. and them kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's 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 inconceivable. I can't. <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think Charlie Kirk and Rod Stewart know each other? Hmm? Why? <laughs> Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> you, man, you just pulled a me. <laughs> um. So actually, with watching that video of Charlie Kirk, I was thinking, it, Man, sometimes you, you when and you Vic see, are getting a uh, red pilled, aren't you? Like you're watching Charlie <laughs> Kirk now. We got Vic watching. Well, ben with Spiro. that with that video Dude. of him, like it's like you think you almost think that everyone's kind of fucking with his pictures and like photoshopping his face because I've seen those versions. But yeah. I was watching it and I'm like, it's not possible. I'm watching a video of him right now. And his face really looks like that. There yeah, is a yeah. game, there's a web game where you try and pick which one is an altered picture of Charlie Kirk, and it is harder than you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, I, I've been blocked by Charlie Kirk for a long time. Oh, Hell that's yeah. sick. I'm like so surprised that you're able to have a Twitter account now. <laughs> yeah, but did you tell him that you impregnated his daddy by busting a nut in his ass or whatever the fuck did you did? Not. I just there's a uh, there's a fantastic treasure trove of Charlie Kirk. Um, uh, so he runs an organization called Turning Points USA, and they mm -hmm. they use Ugh. the initials TPUSA, TPUSA which yeah. is just fucking. It's just TPUSA. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beyond parody. You know what I mean? Like that—that's <laughs> something that we should have come up with, but they do it themselves. Um, and it's just like it's always he—he uh, he releases these images where it's him like like posing like with his hands out, like try like as if he's making a point in conversation with like some Charlie Kirk quote, and then uh, uh, people make fake versions of that. And like, there's one where he's got like 
like shit all over his face and he's like if dog shit is so bad then why is it free like you know like like it's it's just like just nonsensical stuff or like uh 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 liberals you're really telling me pee isn't stored in the balls like just stupid shit like that um uh, and uh uh uh, or, or you know, uh, you're telling me white men aren't oppressed. I can't even be racist anymore. <laughs> you know? uh, and so I just was dropping those in his replies, and it like they were getting more traction than his actual tweets were a lot of times. So he blocked me. Damn. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, kind of related. Kind of related to that. Um, a Stephen Crowder video popped up. And, uh, um, we're losing both of y'all so hard. <laughs> right so, hand, you and I are the only ones that are. Does anyone know why the fuck does he wear guns while he records his podcast? So that you'll ask that question. Okay. That, that's, that's literally it. Like, and, and I don't mean to be like, oh, you fell for it. No, it, it's just, it's that stupid. It's, it's, it's so that liberals ask the question or progressives or leftists say well, I mean, it, like it's you a look statement he, he's like you know they're, exactly they're, they're a, trying to take my guns away so here they are come and take them from my gold dead hands you know? it's a fashion accessory and and <laughs> i i find it and and it's it's the cringiest shit in the world but again like early on in this podcast we we talked like steven crowder makes these videos where he looks like the stupid idiot in the video mm -hmm. and he knows that but he's fine with it he doesn't care and then he... it's up in the air i wouldn't say it's definitely that he knows that you know <sighs> it seems that way i agree but we don't know for sure that we don't that. we don't we can <laughs> we can never know an artist's true mind right <laughs> I, I know that <laughs> I know that they probably have their own studio, but I like the idea that they actually don't have their own studio and they just go to a networking space. And, <laughs> and he just case. brings them in. He's like, is it cool if I bring these in? <laughs> you know, to like the secretary at front and yes, they go exactly, to rent the room exactly. for an hour. Or I just like the idea that they're props. They're not oh, even yeah, real. Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? Fire them on air? Like, like, exactly. He's going like, to fucking shoot the goddamn cables in the wall and stuff. Ryan quit. Uh, to, to prove <laughs> Yeah, Ryan just walked away from the podcast. Oh, and turned the camera off. Damn, Shit. I guess because we were talking about Steven Crowder. Yeah, he's a he's a strong second amendment. I, I guess I'm the only one left. Right hand left as soon as we yeah. started making fun of guns. Clam uh, Crowder. Uh, yeah. Crowder. I, I was going to hate to say it when you're talking about being, getting red-pilled or whatever, but uh, I know for a fact that they do not rent out the space because of all the decorations that they use in their studio. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with what Steven Crowder's studio setup looks like. Oh, no, like. He's, he's making an ungodly amount of money. Yeah, yeah like, it's it, ridiculous. He he doesn't rent but imagine, anything. like like John Lennon said, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> imagine there's no Crowder. Please. It's easy. Hey, beehivers, this episode of George Center is brought to you by Shirley Road Records. Shirley Road Records is a label and distro based out of North Carolina, specializing in grindcore, power violence, death metal, black metal, hardcore, industrial, and all kinds of crazy shiz. They carry releases from To Live a Lie Records, No Time Records, HPGD Productions, and many more. So check out their shop at ShirleyRoadRecords.com. I personally recommend Good Good Grief for some high-energy, catchy, yet evil-sounding punk rock. 
as well as Leachate for balls-to-the-wall, insane, aggressive brutality. Check him out at ShirleyRoadRecords.com. That's S-H-I-R-L-E-Y-R-O-A-D-Records.com. Jorts Center listeners can receive 10% off their order by entering the code JORTS10 at checkout. Now on with the show. Uh, Y'all got any topics this week? Yeah, what else do people LARP? This is actually a topic from Susan, our patron, and uh, her husband, Evan. So, kind of like the normal thing that people LARP is like fantasy-related stuff. Mm -hmm. So, what else do people LARP? Well, there's a big zombie LARP, too. And I guess a Civil War reenactment count. <laughs> yes, 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 Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Revolutionary War, Civil War. Do you think they, they counted as live action role play? Well, they do have rules on like what happens on the battlefield and stuff mm-hmm. that is almost Stays exactly like LARPing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? Our, our, our love cannot be known <laughs> off the battlefield. Um, yeah. So I would, man, so. The funny thing is, like, stuff like fantasy football, it's not... I was about to say that, too. It's not LARPing because you do it within... Basically, it's just online. It's just in these apps and, like, a very confined space. But within the... And and you're, you're never really, like enacting the role but you are managing your team and stuff wait it's, it's a more second. gambling but this could be a fucking million dollar idea let's hear fantasy it. football but you reenact it not like <laughs> full force like football but you have to larp it out like what your the stats of each player would be doing oh good lord that would that is not a million dollar idea because i've, <laughs> I've seen the people that play fantasy football and they couldn't even pretend to do what happens on the field on Sundays. <laughs> what if they just kind of walk? Yeah. 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 They, that's the whole thing is that you don't have to like a fat guy could accomplish all this stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah maybe so. Maybe so. I don't, I don't think anybody would be into that idea though. Well, the number of people that like football is astronomical. That's true. And the amount of them, not I'm not saying that there's a correlation here, but it just statistically, a number of them would have to be idiots. So therefore, <laughs> that group of people, you could probably talk into doing this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, other LARPing ideas, I'm tr- or, or like other things that people LARP. So Civil War reenactments. I've seen Revolutionary War reenactments. Well, are stepfathers just live action role playing? <laughs> <laughs> live action role parenting? <laughs> that's a that's a better title. Really. <laughs> you piece of fucking shit. I have to roll I have to roll a twenty sided die to ground my kids. <laughs> <laughs> that also brings up the idea of people who really completely pad their resume with a bunch of shit and get the job. Well, I and guess then that would to... be LARPing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a person that we, I think all three of us know, 
Dan? That I probably won't say their name. <laughs> Dan. Dan knows them too. But yeah, they completely made up all this shit on their resume to specifically try and get this one job. And then they got it. Hell and so yeah. I think he still has the job today and just Googles how to do it all the time. That's I fucking mean, brilliant. Just watch a <laughs> yeah. YouTube video. Yeah, that's, right. See, that's the that's kind of a, a, a larger topic itself is like getting to the age I am now and realizing that like my at, at my age now, I looked at my parents at this age and thought they had all the answers in the world. I mean, all of us did, right? And then you you grow up and you realize everybody is literally faking it at all times. <laughs> at yeah. all times. There are very few people in our lives that we can look at and say they are they they fully know what they're doing at any given moment or like are an expert in their field, right? Everybody else is just like, yeah, I'll figure it out as it comes along. You kind of have to. That's just kind of how how life works out. I feel like most people in control just give a confident answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Right all they do. And they the could they could come back and they can come back and be like and if they're a good leader, I think they should be like, you know, I was actually wrong on that assessment. Yeah. You know, I think we'll need to reconfigure. And they that means they watched that YouTube video finally. And they come <laughs> back and they're like, oh, shit. Because one guy figured out how to fix the spark plugs and he made a video about it. And <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Team, this is how you do spark plugs. Uh, which, which, again, Josh, like that, that's a very good point. If you have an assertive voice mm -hmm. and you have the ability to apologize... And or or like acknowledge when you're when you're wrong about something, or accept people's help, or even ask because there's nothing that people love more than being asked for like, hey, what would you do in this situation? Like like give me your input, right? Particularly in like a professional setting, like if you ask for other people or make them feel like they are uh, informative or know what they talk they're. Or, or let them feel like they know more about a subject than you. People love that shit. And if you are a good leader, if you are a good, you know, uh, person in management and you show appreciation afterwards, you can pretend to be a boss. You can pretend to be a manager all goddamn day long and get away with it and people will love you for it. Yeah, I've, I, I, I'm trying to think how long we've known each other, Will, and it's probably gone in like 25 years or something. Just about, uh, yeah. And so Jesus. I've seen you win so many debates, I think, by just giving a confident answer. <laughs> and then like not backing down. Um, yeah, so yeah, I know. No matter how wrong you were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's, it's irrelevant. It's yeah, so I irrelevant. lose like every debate because I feel like I'm like, well, what if I'm wrong? And it's like... <laughs> And it's like, motherfucker, you're not wrong. You know what happened in the plot of Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> now, that is not something I would ever argue with you about. See, that's, that's another thing, too, is like, like, if it's an opinionated debate, if it's just, if it's something that doesn't have an answer, then just be confident about it. Because it's hard, it, Because neither side should back down from an opinionated debate. Now, if it's like... If it if it's okay, Vic's shaking me off. There. Okay, <laughs> so it's, I was gonna say imagine the repercussions, but we don't have to because it's here now. If you imagine two people having a debate and one person's open minded and like I could be wrong about this, I could accept that, and the other person's like, well, I'm confident in what I think, and I'm <laughs> right. not open minded, and I win. So the winners are the people that are closed minded and not willing to accept the fact that they're wrong. So I mean, in a tournament of debates, wouldn't that just make you the winner, the biggest shithead. But that's that's a that's a false uh, premise there because there is no winner. 
There, there's never right. a winner to these things. Like that, that well, is. Said, it that, could appear from the from the audience that is watching the debate. You know, your, the audience is like two drunk dudes smoking a cigarette in the that's back porch. That's not of nobody, Reggie's. though. <laughs> yeah. that's, when I that's when not. I think the debate, I think about sometimes it's like there's like Ken Ham and I think like uh, Richard Dawkins. Bill Nye, the science oh, guy. Bill Nye, that's what it is. Yeah. Not Richard Dawkins. Um, but what oh, gets the really, banana? The banana? Or, yeah. No, no, gets that's, that's Ray. Uh, sorry, comfort sorry. is oh, the banana okay. guy. Well, yeah, it is. him too. But it does get complicated when you look at a banana. It's been engineered, <laughs> and it's hard how can to you say. argue? How can you argue with intelligent design? Yeah, it, it I mean, don't you hand. just want to wrap your hand and mouth around it when you look at it? You know, God yeah. made it so perfect. It comes. Yeah. It comes with its own wrapper. It fits right in your hand. It peels perfectly easily. It feels so nice in your hand and mouth. You can make you long know? distance phone calls for only ninety nine cents. <laughs> you're telling me. You're telling me evolution naturally produced this trash can. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I know it's I remember, not Ray Comfort because he's Australian or whatever. No, um, there was a video I saw online a while back from. Um, I I don't even want to give his name away, but he was uh, doing he was doing some Yahoo creation. serious. <laughs> it's always Yahoo serious with John. Uh, his, he was um, why so Yahoo serious? <laughs> he, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, okay, um, and I fuck it. I'll give his name away. Um, his name is Bloodstain Lane. He uh, was a okay. What? What? The fuck? No, but, is he is, is he the fourth member of Venom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a a figurehead in the MMA community background, like the late two thousands, early two thousand tens, and he basically went completely uh, insane. Sorry for the term. In the membrane. Yes. Um, and he turned into like a far right Christian crackpot intelligent design motherfucker. Uh, how can you become a far right Christian guy when you have the name of a fucking Arl Stein book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodstain Lane. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, yeah, Uber. Yeah, I'm on the corner of Fear Street and Bloodstain Lane. Uh, if you can pick me up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is like seven episode titles in this episode. <laughs> That's Fear good because I'm pretty sure the last one has zero in it. Yes. <laughs> god damn. Oh. oh god. Jesus. We do uh, Ryan. Yeah, so. I don't know. Uh so yeah, Josh accused me of LARPing as a parent. Um <laughs> right hand yeah, being that. being a stepdad. Um you missed that well, one too. Well, you, you should be rightly criticized for it. <laughs> fuck, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but back to back to the like the the um resume thing. I love hearing stories like that because it just reinforces the notion that everyone around us is just faking it until they make it. You know what I mean? Or like, even if they don't. Yeah, yeah. Like the the so many job applications, like I see 
posts on Twitter and Reddit all the time where it's like, uh, we require a master's degree in this field and we're paying uh, uh, $15.25 an hour, you know, mm-hmm. or or this is an entry level position and we want you to have three years experience. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like these things are not like not congruous in any way. So like, fuck yeah, lie yeah. on your resume as long as, okay, as long as you're not going into the medical field. Like that's the one, <laughs> that's the one caveat to this. Don't, don't try, don't, uh, try to be a helicopter pilot or go into the medical field. Yeah. So uh, those by things need actual, <laughs> they will check and see if you're actually licensed yes, to yes, do exactly. that shit. So well, you can't lie on that. Well, well, uh, there is a series I think on NBC right now called Doctor Death about a uh, a oh, surgeon. Oh, good lord! Yeah, it's a it's a true story. It, like it's dramatized for television. But my my wife, I've been kind of kind of watching wife. it, trying to keep up with it. <laughs> Th- thanks for getting me there, guys. Um, uh, where where basically he was like a supposedly a spinal surgeon. He got set up at this like university hospital, um, and he was paralyzing people left and right, killing his patients because he was a horrible surgeon. But again, kind of like kind of along the same line, if you're a tall white dude with a deep voice um, uh, and Robert Evans from Behind the Bastards has mentioned this before, like you can get away with almost anything. If you look throughout history, it's just tall, confident white dudes with kind of semi deep voices that speak with authority and People will just let you do shit. They'll just believe you uh, with whatever claims you have. It's fucking terrifying. So it's like you come out of the surgery, you're the doctor, and you go up to the family, and you're like six, seven, and you're like, whoopsie daisy. <laughs> and they just like allow it to happen. Like how yeah, many whoopsie-daisies do you get when you paralyze You people? gaslight the family into making them believe it was yeah. their loved one's fault oh. that they died on the <laughs> operating table. I'm sorry. I didn't know you couldn't do that. <laughs> so, yeah. How many I tried people... to tell him to keep still. He just wouldn't listen. <laughs> exactly. How many people has Tony Robbins maimed? Oh, God. With that voice. Oh. That's so funny. That's the that's... first person I thought of when he said tall dude with deep voice. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's a reason he gets sued all the fucking time by people who uh, have experienced, like, like have had horrible experiences at his conventions and shit and, like, been treated like absolute dog shit. I've Tony Robbins is scum of the fucking earth. He is an awful human being. And um, he also tell, he tell Robert Evans to do an episode on Tony Robbins. That he probably should. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and also adding to the list of things he's done uh, that's really fucked up is he cursed uh, Shallow How at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> was it him that did it? God, yeah. did he? Yeah, yeah, he, it, was, did, it was. Did he I gotta play himself that. in that? He played yeah. himself cursing. Yeah. Oh, How. gross. Oh. Yeah. That, that man. That movie is. You want to talk about shit that doesn't hate? Topic this week. Um, is there anything more worth saying about Dave Chappelle being nope. transphobic? Should we just skip it entirely? Uh, I refuse to watch the special. I, I refuse just, to watch it too, but I mean, yeah, I mean, do you think it'd be worth making a comment about it? Nah. I think, I don't, or has I don't it know. all? It's has it all been said? No. I think that when you boil it down, you have a rich older comedian fixated on a group of people he doesn't understand. It's like, you know, it's the, the same story you see repeated time and time again. Um, he doesn't understand it. So therefore he feels 
enabled to say whatever he wants about it. Um, it happens all the time. Like even in like, uh, uh, you know, in real life, you you know, if you know any older, uh, like, and I know Dave Chappelle isn't like boomer aged or anything, but that, that age group, when they don't understand something, it, that group kind of becomes like a punchline quite often, like for, for like a a fill in for, you know, the world these days or things that are changing and don't make any sense to me anymore. Um, and I think this is Dave Chappelle's version of it and it's shitty and it sucks and it's just, uh, he's an asshole for it. Yeah, I will. I will give a shout out. By the way, um, if you do not follow us, um, follow Hollis Black on uh, Twitter. Um, they are a Wilmington uh, OG. Uh, lives out on the West Coast right now, and they made a very uh, strong, uh, told a, a very real, honest story about why this was so damaging and this why this hurt so much. Um, yeah. So, and also, um, uh. I, I also never mentioned this before, but uh, Hollis sent me a message on, uh, uh, I think either it was on Twitter or Facebook saying that they actually had years ago an idea about doing like a podcast called Jort Center. Um, <laughs> and, and, he, and they weren't upset. They were just like, oh, good. Uh, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of funny, but, you know, I'm cool with it. So I was like, oh, cool. Oh, that's um, good because technically it wasn't any of our de- idea to call it Jert Center, right? Yeah, yeah. No, ha- <laughs> Hollis, Hollis is a very awesome person. Um, I highly encourage you to go. So, so what's him. the drop the Twitter handle? Uh, it's Hollis Black. I T S H O L L I S B L A C K. Awesome, awesome person. Uh, also, quite funny too. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, um, I, yeah, I mean. Anybody else got anything on Dave Chappelle? Because I'm, I'm, I haven't watched the special. I don't want to. I don't think that, I don't think any of us are going to. Right? I have yeah. not watched. I have not watched any of his Netflix specials. I just had zero desire to. Honestly, like th- this, this whole thing highlights to me as well just how much I don't really care about stand-up specials in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Like no. the the traction this gets, and it's an important topic. I understand the reason it gets so much traction traction traffic uh is because dave Chappelle is a very famous comedian and he's being a fucking asshole right and you've got defenders and you have people that are critics right like that's going to be a story but also the weight with which uh i think people on both sides give like like stand up you would you would think this art form is like the end all be all of like cultural opinion about things. You know what I mean? Like it, it feels like, it feels like, like this is so much more important than what I thought stand up was like the kind of cachet it had in society. Yeah. I mean, the only thing just, so I'm not saying nothing um, on top of it being transphobic. It's just, I feel like those type of jokes are just like hack. We've seen it a lot. Yes. And like it's yes. such low hanging fruit for people that you feel like have articulated such better jokes about issues and it just feels like it's just look at this over here. It's it's fucking lazy. Again. So outside of any debate that if people were like blah 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 blah, it's fucking lazy and Dave Chappelle should be a better comedian. Any comedian that does that type of stuff should be better. And if there's a way that they can say some sort of commentary but it not just be low hanging fruit that's punching down. 
then go for it. But that's not what we're seeing. It's just fucking lazy, yeah. shitty comedy. Again, it's a uh, uh, rich comedian fixates on marginalized group of people, or old, not even rich comedian, uh, uh, older dude fixates on marginalized community he doesn't understand. More at eleven, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's a uh, it's a very common thing, and it's also not a pissing contest. And your belonging to any other marginalized group does not give you permission to shit on any other marginalized group. Yep. Um, yeah. it's not it's protection. Not it's yeah, exactly. It's not a shield. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no shortage. Like there's enough empathy and understanding to go around to everybody. Um, yeah. you, you don't, you're not in short supply just cause one group gets some, uh, at, at any given time. It feels kind of like the same and not as serious, but like in a way where people get mad when like, it's like, Oh, we're going to start making $15 an hour. What does that mean for me? Someone that makes $15 an hour. And it's like, you should also join the fight. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. this isn't just, this isn't in spite of you. Yeah, like, exactly. like trans people aren't being able to be a little bit more outspoken about their situation to spite someone else. Like if you exactly. feel that way, that's, that's about, that's something you got to work through. And it also, it ignores the, uh, the intersectionality of all of this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Guess what, Dave? There's black trans people that exist. Um, so uh, you're just shitting on uh, your your fellow members of the black community. Um, before we ride out on uh, Stephen Tyler's, does the no- noise or voice? <laughs> Fuck, what What's is the it? Noise? Does, does the, the noise, noise in, my... in my head bother you? I can't can't uh, ever remember. Um, check out Nice Pilled podcast. Uh, my buddy Edward Odell, who's a, a fan of George Center, does it, and he had uh, Jake from QAnon Anonymous on there uh, this week on the current yeah. episode. It's really good talk uh, about music and shit. So just wanted to give him a shout out, um, and also listen to all of our other sister podcasts. Um, which are Josh? What's the name of your other podcast? Spinning out. Yeah, Vic. What's the name of your other podcast? Harmontown Town. <laughs> Ryan, what's the name of your other podcast? My other podcast name is Ryan Rambles. <laughs> uh, we should make that a real thing. I think people would absolutely <laughs> listen to that. Um, that, that would be good. Um, yeah, and just listen to other podcasts that we've name dropped before. Grand Rapidians play video games, um, which I think we're gonna we're gonna do a episode with them pretty soon. What, what's um, the dads one? I've been listening to the the Hell is Full of Dads. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hell Hell is Full of Dads. Yes, I listened to a few episodes of that. It's pretty good. So that means Josh and I won't be on that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, oh, actually, no, true. you're a dog. Actually, no, you're a dog dad. That counts. Yeah, yeah. y'all can be zaddies on there. <laughs> yes. Also, listen to uh, Worst Week Yet. That is an excellent uh, news podcast with my buddy Andrew Hillary on it. Um, um, listen to House of Pod. Listen to Killer History with Lauren. Um, I'm scrolling through. Uh, creature feature uh, creature feature uh katie is amazing she's had me on a couple times listen to yes maybe no uh with yeti listen to lauer after hours don't listen to lauer after hours unless you know (laughs) anything about the levitard show um yeah don't listen anyway yeah (laughs) even if you do (laughs) don't listen um yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything listen to breadsheet with hoss bossman who gave us our oh, that's name a good one. yes uh came up with the name george center and i'm sure i'm forgetting something so i'll get you next week but uh yeah thanks for listening josh you want to take us out with steven tyler's does the 
noise in my head bother you? Noise. Noise. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I would go see bands like The Doors at the scene, and I couldn't believe the way the lead singer was acting. I thought, wow, what the fuck? But maybe that's the reason people love The Doors, because they really thought Jim Morrison was possessed. That club was seriously in your face. I can't tell you how close you were to the performers. You sat at a little table and right there was a lizard king, three feet away from you. I was Steve Talley, copying everything I saw, reading the poetry that Dylan was reading, Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac, Gregory Corso. There were were readings at the Kettle of Fish where Dylan would show up and recite his incredible shit. I'd sit there slack-jawed and hypnotized. In 65, the Stones had two monster hits, Satisfaction and Get Off of My Cloud. We heard that they were staying at the Lincoln Square Motor Inn, so we got our friend Henry Smith to drive us down there in his mother's car with the excuse that we needed to go rehearse. I already had my mock Mick look down, and we got our bass player, Alan Stomeyer, who had blonde bangs like Brian Jones to come with us. When we got there, the streets around the hotel were mobbed with kids. Very cute, hot girls, Stones fans. Well, how could I resist trying out my Mick impersonation on this crowd? I leaned out the window in a very loud, crude Cockney accent. I said, I say I see some smashing crumpets over there, mates. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't think that you're going to read that and not get away with having to do the the full-on accent. All right, let me try. All right. I say I see some smashing crumpets out there, mates. What you doing later then, darling? They went wild. Mick, that was Crocodile Mick. Dundee. <laughs> Brian, I love you. That's the, that's the closest I get. Uh, tears streaming down their faces. Lovely, except that they wrecked Henry's mother's car, tore off the radio antenna, and the windshield wipers. It turned into a big riot and got on TV on the evening news. When we got back, Henry's mother was standing with her arms crossed. Have a good rehearsal, boys. Because we were too young to drink at clubs in the city, I took tunials and seconals. Uh, I'd crush all that shit up and snort it. I was always fucked up when we got into Manhattan. That same night we were at the scene, we saw Monty Rock 3. We all knew about him from watching the Johnny Carson show on TV. On would come this very grand queen with the let's tell it all like it is name. He was high camp, a flamboyantly gay hairdresser, rocker, or something. You didn't know what he did exactly. He was this outrageous person saying outrageous stuff. Who cared what he did? He wore pseudo-mod clothes, and in person, he was just an over-the-top as he was on TV. Come on back to my house, darlings, he said. I really got some shit going on there. We get to his place, and there's two Great Danes, a chimpanzee, and a defang cobra. But it still bit you. <laughs> Oh, and never mind the fucking freak folks that were there. Here we are, pubescent punks coming down from Yonkers. We hadn't a clue. Debbie Benson was gorgeous. We were cute kids. And here we are among these flaming queens. Someone starts passing around handfuls of uh, placidils. Here we have some of these. That's my favorite dinosaur. (laughs) They They were fucking paralytic downers sleeping pills. Monty had a hot tub in his living room. I ended up knocking the plug out of his tub, and after that water drained out, I threw some pillows in and slept there. J. 
Jim will be here soon, Monty said. Jim fucking Morrison was coming over. We all waited his arrival like that of God. He came late, and by the time he got there, we were so wasted we thought it was Van Morrison. We were in some place where words <laughs> melted into sounds and Jim was out there even further. It scared the shit out of us. We were so terrified we hid in the bedroom. Then wound up getting under the sheets with a candle, just shaking because we were so fucking stoned. It was all so freaky. We were scared what the chimpanzee might do to the Great Danes, let alone what Monty had in mind for Morrison. <laughs> I cannot wait for it, Josh. It's, that's just starting to get good, I think. Josh is going to have to struggle through some of the most awkward paragraphs he has ever read in his oh, life. That, we might get to a point where we might have to skip some things, maybe, right? Yeah. I, I, no. think, I think we're so committed to this bit. That we can't. Legally, we're, we're obligated to. I'm pretty sure we can be sued at this point. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like, we might have made an audiobook for it inadvertently. Oh, man. <laughs> at some point, we should stitch the whole thing together into, like, the audiobook. Should we also include the bit through Josh Sereni? He goes, like, God, I hate this. All right. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully, we're going to have... A couple more Patreon episodes in the works for you coming up soon. And, uh, yeah, go check out our Patreon. Speaking of that, anybody got anything else? Nope. Ding. Heavy metal. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up feeling so horny. Imagine there's no crowder. Don't leave me, Da 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 that.